This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The manhunt, the search for Briar Magelski and Cam McLeod was something that fascinated and caught the attention of everyone right across the country. And while we were talking about that day after day here on the show, I was continually, and still am actually, getting emails from people with questions about the case. Well, how come we haven't heard about this? Or what about this situation? And I think there was a tremendous amount of pressure on the police in this particular case to be more forthcoming than they usually are. We are not the United States where you see police officers, you know, constantly giving out tons of information about crimes and what has happened. We're very different here. And many people have said, well, that's not, we should be more forthcoming. We should, police should be telling us more. Well, our next guest thinks differently, actually. She says that no matter what the public might think here, the public is not actually entitled to information and answers because that could potentially hinder a police investigation. Her name is Kyla Lee. She's a very familiar criminal lawyer here in Vancouver. And here's what she chatted to us about. Well, Kyla, thanks so much for joining us to talk about this. Now, we have heard this about this story for weeks now. And one of the things that I always hear from people is, why aren't the police telling us this? Why aren't the police telling us that? But you've got some thoughts on that. Yes, uh, essentially, the police don't have any obligation beyond warning the public about dangers to keep them informed on the progress of an investigation. And there's lots of really good reasons for that. Okay, because I've, what I've always heard is that, listen, like murder is a very public thing. This is about public safety. Why doesn't the public deserve to know everything that's going on? At this stage, you know, there's no present or ongoing danger to the public. We know now that the people that the police believe committed these murders have been found dead. Uh, so there's no ongoing duty to the public to warn them about a danger. And even the, the uh, police duty to warn only arises in certain circumstances. It doesn't arise just because there's a murderer on the loose. Um, it has to be something where the police believe that the murderer poses an ongoing risk to public safety. Just because a person's committed one or two murders doesn't necessarily mean that they pose a danger because the reasons for those murders may themselves mean that that person isn't a danger. Right. But then why keep that a secret, though? Like, what is the point of not telling the public what they know? Sometimes the police don't want to tell the public what they know because it's information that may become useful to them later in the investigation. Keeping a lot of information private allows them to do better interrogations with subjects, put information to suspects that they might not otherwise be prepared for and gauge their responses. So it's an investigative tactic that police will need to use. And also releasing forensic details to the public also has the potential to compromise future investigations. People might take steps to eliminate evidence because they know how police are using forensic evidence that's been collected to prove the identity of killers. I guess what we're always comparing it to is we see what's happening in the United States and it seems like there, law enforcement, well, they put it all out there and they don't seem to have a problem, you know, in the legal process. They don't, but they have a very different legal process than we do in Canada. In the United States, most crimes are tried by juries, and uh, their method of uh, the admissibility of evidence is much different than in Canada, where you have the opportunity to choose between a jury or a judge, um, and where you can bring arguments that if the jury pool is tainted because of how much information was made public, that you can't get a fair trial, and so therefore you should be you know, set loose. 
And in a case like this, that would be something that would shock the public. But the huge amount of attention that was paid to this, not just nationally, but globally, would have made a very strong argument for the accused had they survived and had they been brought to trial, that they couldn't have a fair trial. And so it's important for the police to keep back many details so that they can say trial fairness hasn't been compromised. The majority of our case hasn't been released to the public. Okay, but now that uh, the suspects in this case are no longer with us, what prevents the police from saying what they know? Uh, Again, this risk that future investigations could be compromised. I mean, we even saw in this case uh, things like forensic countermeasures being used when the suspects burned out vehicles. Um, So to eliminate any uh, forensic or DNA evidence in those vehicles, to eliminate fingerprints and and other methods of evidence collection. And if they are to release the details of what they know, they may give uh, information to other people who've committed crimes about how to cover their tracks. Kyla, is there a balance here, though, right? Because sometimes it feels like, I understand what you're saying, but sometimes it seems like law enforcement goes uh, to the extreme of that to say we're not releasing any information. I do agree that there are some cases where the law enforcement does go to the extreme and where there doesn't seem to be any valid reason on the face of it not to release information about a particular crime, particularly one that's captured public attention. But I think this is a case where the RCMP has given a great deal of information to the public. You know, they commented um, on the initial uh, murders. They they commented on the connection between the two. Uh, The manhunt was well documented in the media. Uh, They came out and they gave media updates almost every day, even if it was only a small amount of information. And even after the bodies were found and they said, you know, we're reasonably certain that these are the two, they came out and they gave a a press statement in relation to the results of the autopsy confirming the cause of death. All of that was detailed they didn't have to provide. So, you know, when you compare this to those circumstances, this is one where they have given a lot of information to the public compared to many other cases. And do you think this case is unique? Like, was that the result, do you think, of public pressure? I think it was the result of public pressure and also some, you know, very good investigative work by members of the media who were consistent in asking the police for more answers and pressuring them to give more answers. And of course, that's the role of the media is to get answers for the public. And the police have to sort of balance uh, their need to deal with the media and need to inform the public right. with their obligations in protecting the investigation. I think sometimes for the public, too, from their perspective, we, we want closure on some of these cases, right? The, the police will tell us some things we go oh that's an interesting case what's going on with that case and then we don't hear anything else and I think for us we're just looking for well what happened with that oh absolutely and this is a case where you know I too would love to have some closure in my mind for you know why what was the motivation for these killings I mean these are two young kids from a a community close to where I grew up Um, and and to me I want to know what you know what made these kids into killers And uh, I mean, that's not an answer that we're likely to get. And it may not even be an answer that the RCMP is aware of. They might have physical evidence to connect them to the killings, but not any evidence to support motive. So it might just be something they can't answer. So you think this particular case was unusual in the amount of information the police did provide to the public? I think for a, a case where there was so much investigation ongoing at the time, uh, the amount of information the police gave to the public was unusual. They announced where they were searching. They announced um, the various pieces of evidence they found that sort of led them to look in various places. They released video surveillance uh, to the public showing these individuals. 
And if we look at, you know, other killings that have happened in that area, I mean, how many women have gone, indigenous women have gone missing or been murdered on that stretch of highway? And we've heard very little from the police yeah. about those murders, even though it's been happening for so long. So I do think this case was unusual in that regard. I was wondering, too, if it was unusual because you had people who were not Canadian citizens, the, the original two uh, murder victims, one Australian and one American. Did that perhaps change how this case was dealt with? Absolutely. The whole world was watching what was going on with this investigation. And the RCMP had an obligation to themselves to give enough information to satisfy the Australian media and the American media that they were actively looking for the perpetrators of this crime and that they were taking all reasonable steps to bring these people to justice or to bring an end to this. Interesting. Well, Kyla, thank you so much for joining us for this today. Thank you for having me. Now, that's Kyla Lee, criminal lawyer in Vancouver.